You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the February Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team, so we spend our days helping students choose the best coding boot camps for them, but each month we sit down and we round up all of the most interesting boot camp industry news that we read about and chatted about in the Course Report virtual office, and we share it with you. So February is a short month, and we've got a quick episode, but I think it's packed with interesting news for you. So Jess, what are we going to cover? So we're going to start this episode with a few interesting fundraises in the bootcamp world, along with some news about 2020 revenue, and then we'll cover a couple of fundraises specifically for ISAs. And then we're going to touch on a few huge partnerships between bootcamps and local governments in Sacramento and Arizona, um, some partnerships with universities, and even with Space Force. And of course, we'll be introducing you to the 11 new boot camps that we added to the course report directory this February. Let's start by running through the fundraises we saw in February. But first, Liz, you read a story about Tech Elevator's acquisition by Stride. What did you learn from Cranes Cleveland? Right. So Cranes Cleveland explored the recent Tech Elevator acquisition. Remember that in November, Tech Elevator announced that they would be acquired by Stride, which also owns Galvanize and Hack Reactor. And we got a few interesting tidbits from this article I wanted to share. First, Tech Elevator sees employee training as an area of future growth. Kind of interesting. Secondly, even during the pandemic, the Tech Elevator placement rate hovered around 90%, with students being placed at Fortune 500 companies like Accenture, PNC Bank, and Progressive Insurance. And Anthony Hughes, the CEO, shared that Tech Elevator's revenue for the 12 months ending September 2020 was around $11 million, which was a 47% year-over-year increase. And finally, Cranes did a great job of talking to folks in the Cleveland tech scene to get their opinions of Tech Elevator. They talked to Michael Goldberg, who's an associate professor at Case Western Reserve University, who said, quote, at Case, we have an IT department, but we're not producing the number of students needed in the market. These training programs play an important role in linking our formal secondary and higher education systems, end quote. And then they also talked to Matt Buter Shapiro, who's the co-founder of MedPilot in Cleveland, who said, quote, companies like mine do not exist without Tech Elevator that grows the Cleveland ecosystem. Our growth is based solely on our talent. So clearly Tech Elevator has made a real impression on the cities where they have campuses, um, especially in Cleveland. That's so cool. I love hearing that about Tech Elevator. Nashville Business Journal reports that the Nashville-based coding bootcamp Code X Academy just got backing from Grammy Award winner Ray J. Um, so Codex Academy founder Phil Henry says, quote, without this happening, we were on track to do $6 million in revenue this year. 
But with this new opportunity, these new partnerships and marketing will definitely double that for sure and maybe hit 15 million. So yeah, very interesting to hear. Yeah. And there are so many celebrities I feel like invested in boot camps now. We've got Neo and Priyanka Chopra. They're both invested in Holberton School. And then Will Smith and Serena Williams have invested in Flock J. Yeah. And now we've got Ray J investing in Codex Academy. So we'll see where that takes it this year. Absolutely. And according to Ed Surge, Code Academy raised a $40 million Series D round in February, led by Owl Ventures. Last time we reported on Code Academy, they were aiming to be profitable. And Zach Sims, their CEO, says that they've now been cash flow positive for more than 18 months. And we know that Code Academy for Business has been key to their profitability. Ed Surge reports that about half of Code Academy for Business customers work in non technical roles like sales and marketing, and that the number of employees at corporate clients that are using the platform jumped 350% during 2020, which is even more than their higher education users, which is another growing demographic that doubled last year. Crowdfund Insider reports that the UK-based online coding bootcamp Hyperion Dev raised more than 1.8 million euros through a Crowdcube campaign. Hyperion Dev has said it has trained thousands of students in 40 countries since it opened in 2012, and it will continue to expand its reach with this new funding. As we near the end of February, I think it's safe to say that President Biden and his administration have no intention of canceling all student debt in the U.S. So I think we can expect ISAs or income share agreements in boot camps to keep growing. Yeah, along those lines, Burlington Code Academy, which is an online boot camp with roots in Burlington, Vermont, one of my personal favorite places to visit in the country, just closed a $10 million deal in growth financing. This $10 million will be used to fund its new income share agreement program, which is offered in partnership with LEAF. And Austin Allred, the CEO of Lambda School, wrote a guest post for the International Business Times in February. Of course, Austin is arguing in favor of income share agreements, which if you followed EdTech News last year, was almost synonymous with Lambda School. Yeah, not really a surprise there. TechCrunch reports that Blair has raised $100 million from an undisclosed investor in order to fund a new debt facility that Blair is calling Blair Capital. So Blair Capital will be used to fund ISAs at partner institutions like coding boot camps. But let's rewind to 2019 for a second. Blair originally kicked off as a direct-to-consumer ISA provider with the idea that students would go to Blair directly to get their ISA rather than get their ISA through like a school or a boot camp. When COVID arrived in the U.S. last year, those direct-to-consumer ideas were totally squashed because funding was so difficult to come by. But last year, Blair started to see a demand for its ISA technology platform, which collects payments, tracks requirements, and gives users updates on terms. So Blair then pivoted to becoming a technology service layer for schools and boot camps that now offer ISAs. And with this new $100 million investment, Blair Capital can now be used by partner schools and boot camps to fund their own ISA programs. By going through Blair Capital, these schools won't have to raise their own debt capital for their ISA programs, um, but Blair Servicing will take a percentage fee from the ISA repayments, and Blair Capital will take an origination fee from those ISAs. 
Blair says that it's now willing to fund schools that already have a proven track record of student success, so that's pretty cool. Um, But Blair is also willing to help newer schools build up their own track record so they too can use Blair Capital for their ISA's programs this year. There were so many workforce development partnerships this February, but we also saw partnerships develop between boot camps and universities and even Space Force. Liz, tell us how 2U and Guild Education are going to work together. Sure. So employers are obviously a big piece of the workforce development equation, and Guild Education has built up this huge network of employers that want to train and upskill their employees. This February, Tony Wan from EdSurge reported on a huge partnership between Guild Education and 2U. Guild Education is valued at over a billion dollars, and their success relies on the premise that it makes more sense to invest in training internal talent rather than firing people and hiring replacements. So in this partnership, 2U, which of course owns Trilogy Education and runs a lot of university boot camps, will make its degree programs, short courses, and online coding boot camps available to Guild Education's network of employers. And 2U CEO Chip Pauchik explains this partnership. He says, quote, our two companies are complementary. Guild helps employers offer programs based on their needs and make them available through tuition benefits. We bring in a portfolio of different programs from leading university partners, end quote. And, you know, at the end of the day, it is up to the employer to decide which program they want to actually subsidize. So I'm most interested in seeing how many of them end up choosing those online coding boot camps that are offered through universities and run by Trilogy. This month, the Sacramento Bee highlighted how Digital Upskill Sacramento, a nine-week workforce development program based in Sacramento, um, has been reskilling those whose jobs are affected by the pandemic. What's really cool about this program is that it offers a $600 weekly stipend to its students as they receive data science or IT training. This stipend makes it possible for students to successfully make the career change into a higher-paying tech role. We love to see it. That is so cool. And on a larger scale, Ed Surge's Vera Song writes about the recovering U.S. economy, saying that COVID-19 has widened the skills gap, but it also presents an opportunity to close it. The skills gap is expected to cost the U.S. economy $1.2 trillion in GDP over the next decade. So employers basically have two choices. They could wait for higher education institutions to fundamentally change their approach to prepare students for jobs, or employers can step up to meet colleges and universities at least halfway by building and providing last mile training for candidates who are showing, you know, general aptitude, but they don't have those digital skills and business knowledge. So Vera explains that that can mean, you know, investing in apprenticeships, which we love, or partnering with staffing companies that are doing last mile training. Um, But I just want to point out that that also can mean partnering with boot camps who are training in those exact skills that those employers are looking for. NAZ Today reports that throughout the pandemic, Galvanize has been providing COVID relief assistance to small businesses and entrepreneurs in Arizona. And that includes virtual coaching and mentor sessions, networking, workshops, and access to Galvanize's content library. Um, Galvanize previously, before the 
the pandemic that is, um, was offering a lot of like workspace and conferences and things like that to local businesses. Um, so since COVID, it's now just helping businesses in a virtual way. We love hearing how coding boot camps are continuing to support and give back to their communities. Definitely. Okay. So we've seen a couple of really cool partnerships this month between local governments and coding boot camps, and how, you know, last mile training will keep upskilling workers on a national level. But how about coding boot camps in space? Wow. I mean, okay, not quite, but <laughs> spacenews.com reports on a Space Force software boot camp whose graduates are known as the Supra Coders. So far, they've trained their first 28-person cohort, which is made up of military and civilian personnel. But the goal is to get to 400 graduates who will work on space traffic control, satellite operations, and space data analysis. The boot camp is run by First Lieutenant Jackie Smith, who says, quote, the Super Coder program is part of our vision for a digital service. We're pushing to view software development as a strategic asset, end quote. Technically, Philly reports that St. Louis-based nonprofit LaunchCode is expanding to Philadelphia this year. LaunchCode is funded by donations, grants, and companies paying for their students' apprenticeships and hires post-graduation. And this allows LaunchCode to offer its free tech training. So I'm really excited to see that it's moving into Philadelphia and helping just upskill and bring up the jobs there. We've talked before about boot camps like Hack Reactor and the Last Mile program going into prisons in the United States and helping to retrain incarcerated folks. This has even extended to apprenticeships with companies like Slack that commit to hiring from those programs. In TechCrunch this February, Megan Rose Dickey wrote about a program called Justice Through Code, which is a semester-long coding and interpersonal skills intensive that takes place at Columbia University and aims to provide alternative paths for people once they re-enter society. Their founder, Aidan McDonald, told TechCrunch that of the students in the first cohort who were interested in finding jobs or internships after the program, more than 80% of them were placed in relevant roles within six months. So that is fantastic outcomes for that program. And Columbia University has hired at least one graduate. Um, AWS, Amazon Web Services, says that they intend to hire from Justice Through Code. So all in all, this sounds like a really promising boot camp. I hope they continue to reach more formerly incarcerated folks. Yeah, such a cool program. So Liz, we have been seeing so much about colleges, universities, and boot camps partnering um, to give new kinds of digital skills boot camps to people. What were you reading about the university boot camp partnerships this month? Well, I wish that I could just narrate this entire next story by Natalie Schwartz and Higher Ed Dive, um, but I know that that would be a little bit boring for our readers. I'll let you read this entire piece. But Natalie does such a great deep dive into university boot camps, and she really gives a comprehensive look at the landscape and the nuances amongst those partnerships between universities and coding boot camps. So by now, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, then you're probably familiar with Trilogy Education, which is now owned by 2U and runs about 100 university boot camps under a revenue split agreement with the university. 
I feel like the question we hear most often is, what does a university get out of the partnership with a coding bootcamp? Does Natalie dive into that question at all? She definitely explores this. And I think the answer is nuanced, right? Of course. So one of Trilogy's partners, Caltech, said, uh, quote, the tech stack is changing so quickly and these kinds of partnerships give the university a chance to pivot quickly. Um, so that's one reason that a university would partner with a bootcamp like Trilogy. Another bootcamp, Full Stack Academy, partners with about 12 universities now. And according to this article, Full Stack is largely responsible for the instruction and curriculum while the university provides oversight. And that arrangement also lets the university avoid paying upfront for key startup costs, such as finding subject matter experts and creating the curriculum. Officials at the universities that Full Stack partners with say that they have a revenue share agreement with Full Stack although they declined to share the split. And on the other hand, here's another example of one of these partnerships. Flatiron School is partnering with colleges to launch boot camps with the intent of teaching the university how to eventually run them. So Flatiron charges universities set fees for that service rather than using that revenue share agreement like Trilogy and Full Stack. Adam Enbar, who's the CEO and founder of Flatiron School, says, quote, we're not looking to be an OPM. We're not looking to license a brand and take some percent of the revenue. We can help a university do this on their own and run their own program. And we'd be excited to license our intellectual property to them to enable them to do that. But there are also roadblocks, as Natalie Schwartz points out in this article when she interviews Jeff Silber, who works at uh, BMO Capital Markets. And Silber points out that, quote, this is not a software product. You still face acquisition costs of getting students. You still need instructors. So it's hard to build a profitable business. Um, yeah, end quote. So really interesting kind of lay of the land of the university boot camp landscape. If you are interested in those partnerships at all, I definitely recommend this piece. This February, we got a ton of news alerts about new schools, especially news about university bootcamp partnerships, plus a bunch of new campuses that are opening up. So let's run through those. To start off, Arizona State University has partnered with Chegg in order to offer Thinkful-powered coding boot camps. Quick Start partnered with the University of Texas at Arlington. The UTA boot camps will offer programs in cloud computing, cybersecurity, and data science. In partnership with Promeneo Tech, the Workforce Training and Continuing Education at College of Eastern Idaho will now begin offering part-time coding boot camps. Full Stack Academy's new bootcamp program at San Jose State University will help train aspiring cybersecurity and coding professionals in that area. Eureka College in Illinois has partnered with Cybent to offer a cybersecurity bootcamp. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reports that Perscalis is launching a new campus in Pittsburgh with a focus on training those who are currently underrepresented in tech, and that first cohort kicks off this March. Inside Indiana Business reports that Indianapolis-based 1150 Academy has partnered with Elevate Ventures and the Northeast Indiana Regional Partnership to offer a coding bootcamp in Fort Wayne. This new campus will be aimed at enhancing the tech talent pool in the area. 
And finally, Hartford Business reported on how much UConn's coding bootcamp is helping the tech talent pool in Connecticut. This bootcamp was created in partnership with 2U or Trilogy and has been operating for about a year now and is helping to produce tech hires for big companies like Infosys. All right, let's keep this going with 11 new schools that we added to the course report directory in February. Yeah, so we added the NOE, a product management bootcamp based in Paris, as well as H Academy, which is based in Hong Kong and offers part-time bootcamps in UX design, data science, and digital marketing. We also added a very interesting new behavioral design bootcamp offered by Irrational Labs and the University of North Florida data bootcamps, which are powered by Springboard. We've added full-stack development bootcamps at Eureka and High Coder. Um, High Coder offers an internship program for its bootcamp graduates as well. The Cincinnati Web Development and Cybersecurity Bootcamp Cable Academy is now on course report. This bootcamp offers free tech training to residents of Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. The full-stack bootcamps Henry and Quasar Silicon Valley are now in our listings. Um, Quasar Silicon Valley also offers a data science bootcamp. And finally, welcome to Big Blue Data Academy, which is a data science bootcamp based in Greece, and Techie Academy, a data science, AI, and coding bootcamp based in Hong Kong. All right. So to wrap things up, February may have been a short month, but we still published a ton of great content, great pieces on the blog. Jess, what was your favorite blog post to work on in February? First off, it was really hard to choose a favorite this month, um, but I was... I know, me too. I feel like (laughs) we got to work on so much cool stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff this month. Um, I was really excited to speak with Springboard curriculum expert and cybersecurity professional Mark Adams about the cybersecurity career path. Um, So Mark worked his way from an entry-level IT position all the way up to a senior-level chief security information officer, also known as a CISO. And he has so much good advice on how to keep learning and moving up the cybersecurity career ladder, no matter where you are at in that career. Um, So if you're wondering what kind of trajectory you can expect from your new cybersecurity career, I highly recommend you check this blog post out. I learned so much from that piece, uh, Jess. I feel like cybersecurity is so interesting because in other fields that are a little bit more, um, you know, like new like data science, you know, those job titles can kind of get tossed around and are like interchangeable at different companies. But with cybersecurity, like there is a very definitive career path and Mark does a great job of explaining that. So totally totally recommend that piece. And I had the same problem as you, Jess. I feel (laughs) like we got to work on so many cool blog posts this uh, month, but I especially loved working on this video about Git and GitHub and version control with Tim Davis, who is the chief academic officer at Learning Fuse. Um, He actually ended up doing two videos with me, which are both on YouTube. One was like an overview of Git, kind of about the history of Git and like what people did before they had Git and GitHub and version control um, and how they use it now. And then another video, which was a 15 
15 minute get tutorial. So Tim actually shares his screen and like runs through how you would actually use Git in the real world as a developer. Um, I mean, Git and version control are probably two of the first things that you'll learn about at a coding bootcamp. They're so basic and important. So it's a great opportunity to get a HUD start um, and use that tutorial to learn a little bit about Git. And that does it for our February podcast. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep checking in on Course Report for the latest about online bootcamp opportunities. And we'll see you next month on the March Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. Yes, we'll see you in March and we love feedback. So as always, please email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, then help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes, subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving a review. And we will see you in March. Bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>